This episode of the Pursuit Podcast is presented by Fisher Skis. Show! All right. I've got a triple returning guest, my friend, the voice of America, Patty O'Connell. He's got a brand new show called Patio Sucks At, which is a perfectly fitting title. We talk all about it, talk what he's doing. We talk a little in recovery. You know, I could talk to Patio every day forever. I'm going to make this a two-parter. Uh, I'm trying something. Let me know if you like this or don't like this. The episode will be about an hour and 35 minutes. I'm going to chop it up so we have a two-piece episode. Maybe that's better. Maybe that's worse. Let me know. Personally, I like to keep them under 45 minutes uh, when I'm listening to something, but we don't always get to the goods in that amount of time. So I'm trying something. Let me know if you like it. If you hate it, slide into my DMs at Mr. Adam Max. You know, that's all I got for housekeeping. I'm going to get right into this episode. Patty O'Connell, one of my favorite humans that I've never met. Perfect. All the way live. Patty O'Connell, voice of America. My first question for you. Oh, God. What is the meaning of life? Um, well, what is that? That Vonnegut quote, the meaning of life? Like, we're all here just to fart around. Is that a I real think? thing? I'm pretty sure that's a Vonnegut quote. So, yeah, I think that. Who's Vonnegut? Kurt? Kurt Vonnegut. Come on, man. Jesus. Criminy Christmas. Read a book. Yeah, Vonnegut, man. There's also this, okay, so there's this rumor that Vonnegut went to Butler where I went to, and I was an English major there. And as a as a freshman, he was only there as a freshman and then went on to Indiana, I believe, university. And uh, there was a, there's this story. It's probably not true, but it's a great <laughs> joke that uh, as a freshman, a professor comes up to uh, Vonnegut and says that his uh, writing is very, very sophomoric. And Vonnegut's response is, well, that's great because I'm a freshman. <laughs> yeah, I think that's perfect. So the meaning of life is to be like Kurt Vonnegut. Fart around, laugh, go outside, have fun with friends, be kind to people, be curious, try things, try hard. Boom. That's there's your sound bite. Bro. That was beautiful. Yeah. Let's just end yeah. it here. We're just this is just for a meme anyway. All we want yeah, is Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And speaking of that, uh, when when that like the last time I was on this show, my voice got stripped and broadcasted yeah. all over the interwebs because of like, you know, my Nordorking rant. And my mom's immediate response to that was that I basically needed to call up customer service of the internet dot com and find out how I was not receiving royalty checks from that. I'm oh, like, you didn't mom. get any money off that? No, I, mom, I'm sorry. Uh, I believe that's not how the internet works. <laughs> it does suck, though. Like, you get a good clip, and then people just strip it. Yeah. Like, I feel like I had the right to strip it because I was there. Oh, it was great. <laughs> I mean, it was hilarious. I thought it was hilarious because they were like, I was like, this is great, you know? And then, you know, every once in a while from podcasting your voiceovers or, you know, my voice getting stripped and blasted all over the internet, sometimes people will be I, do you sound familiar, which is hilarious to get recognized by your voice. Yeah. Do you happen to like shit on like <laughs> clown shoes and cross country skiing? Do you make fun of, do you make fun of Nordorking? Like, yes. Yes, I do. Yes. And that is I me. do it all the time. That is me. <laughs> yeah. 
What a horrible sport. We're not. I don't even want to get into that one already because okay. we're yeah. gonna that we, we did that. I'm, I'm sure we're gonna take a lot of sidebars on this. Oh, anyways. this is gonna be the third worst podcast we've ever done together. <laughs> There's a hope. <laughs> there is hope, and we've done four technically because I lost one. Yeah, that's so, right. That's right. So the bar is set, yes. but the bar is on the ground. Low. It is. It is low. <laughs> Uh, New Year's resolutions. Do you are you a believer in this? I have, and I actually, I know we joke around a lot, but I yeah. do have some yeah. like. I know you're in re- recovery. We don't have to like yeah. deep dive, but like, is this a yeah. frowned upon thing in that world? Like resolutions? Yeah. Like no, no. I think I mean, there's like, you know, I, I would say that like you know, in in the recovery world, there's always like talk about you know your character defects and and you know, what you're working on. And I think like, you know, things like that, like fear-based decision-making or, or like, you know, future tripping, or I like to call it disaster baiting. Uh, you know, those are, those are things that I probably do too often. Um, and, and, you know, like, uh, I don't know, I guess character defects aren't this thing where it's like, Oh, it's an on and off switch. I just get to like turn this thing off and it goes away. It's more like a volume dial is how I think of it. And uh, yeah, I want to I want to turn the volume dial down on all my character defects. But, you know, mostly I believe in like, uh, you know, every every New Year's is kind of like, oh, Brendan Leonard reprints um, or or republishes on on his uh, uh, website, semirad.com every year. He says, make make this the year of maximum enthusiasm. So I just want to go out and practice maximum enthusiasm because my buddy. Brendan Leonard told me to do so. <laughs> so that's that's what I'm doing in 2024. I I like it. Do you yeah. do you think it's achievable? Yeah, I think <laughs> I think it is. It really is, right? I mean, I I tend to believe that I am a person who is psyched on everything, you know? Like I like, you know, being full gas on the things that I love. And the things that I love, I want to love the shit out of them. Uh and I don't think it's not cool uh, to like announce and pronounce your happiness and your like stoke level, you know, so I, show up to life and just like be friggin' psyched. <laughs> no, I, I like I that. I mean, it sounds lame, right? Oh, just be psyched. But like, it, yeah. we live in a world where it's not cool to like, enjoy things almost like, why is yeah. that person so amped or why? Yeah. And that's, I don't know. That's a, I think that's a good resolution. Like just kind yeah. of be enthused. And in terms of things that like are achievable, right. When you're like, like, you know, and, and this is stealing from Brendan. Um, but it's like, you know, Oh, I'm going to lose 20 pounds or, Oh, I'm going to achieve this in you know, my bank account or this professionally. It's like of things that you can do and are achievable, like trying hard and getting fired up on the simplest things or the mundane things, right. Is awesome. Like if you go out for like a run around your neighborhood and you're like, that was fucking sweet. Then come back home and talk to your boyfriend, girlfriend, wife, husband, dog, goldfish, whoever's there, you know, call somebody up. If nobody's in the house, I just went on a run. It was fucking awesome. It was sweet. It was so sweet. How are you? What are you doing? (laughs) Yeah. How are you? What's up? That's rad. That's like be rad. Be excited. Be more rad. My only chances of like getting rich this year are Doge or a slip and fall. <laughs> like, or if there's like another GameStop situation. Can we jump on that? 
Dude, I just finished the. I just watched a documentary on it. I'm deep. There's and isn't there like there's like a a full like like um feature film coming out about it right it's on netflix right now is it now it's oh. on netflix okay we got to wrap this up i got yeah, to get out of here i gotta get out of here <laughs> also coming to netflix wwe raw starting in 2025 huge really yeah usa network i don't know if they're out but live on mondays monday night raw I used to do. I I haven't. I don't. I'm out of the game on 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 that. I was. I'm from the days of like WWF. Well, same back back in the day. You know the Texas Tornado, the Ultimate Warrior, like Hacksaw Jim Duggan, those yeah. guys. You know, it's uh, they're kind of junkyard all still dog around. The junkyard like, surviving. Dog. Ric Flair just got signed to AEW. He's like, he got like his first like, night on live TV. He got like he was like yelling his hotel room. And like telling chicks to come there, and I was like, "You're seventy. No, he's like nine hundred. Yeah, he's like, like nine hundred. The Ric Flair documentary, the thirty for thirty Ric Flair documentary, phenomenal. It's phenomenal. Um, wrestlers, I think, is the Netflix. Oh yeah, like, Al Snow. <gasps> that was outrageous. Yeah, Al Snow. But GameStop. I guess Let's, <laughs> maybe maybe I'm not out of the wrestling game. Maybe I'm getting back into it. You can't leave. It's the it's a publicly <laughs> traded sitcom. It's the coolest shit on that's the planet. Great, that's a great way to put it. That's it is. It. It's if yeah. Seinfeld was publicly traded. Yeah. Like it's an insane concept. But the, this GameStop thing, all I took away from the whole documentary was one time. Donald Trump called what who's the Apple guy? Uh, uh Steve Jobs? Yeah, it's either Steve Jobs or Tim, what's the other one? Burton. No, there's another Tim. Tim whatever. Say Apple. it was Steve Jobs, but yeah. Donald Trump wasn't president and he was like, "Thanks Steve Apple." And then this guy who like made tons of money off of GameStop, yeah. his yeah. Reddit username is Jeff Amazon. And I just, Great. that's See, all I took away from the whole documentary. That's the kind of deep cut humor that I'm all about. Like, and then they ask him like, why, Je why did you choose your Reddit name? And he tells the story of Dan Trump calling Steve Jobs, Steve Apple. There you go. <laughs> and that he's Jeff Amazon. I like it. Deep cut. I, I mean, yeah. Seth Rogan. Yeah. Is that his name? Yeah. That's who uh -huh. did. That's who did the GameStop movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. Yeah. I don't know. I haven't watched it. We talked too much about Netflix. Let's talk okay. about Let's Outside it. Plus. Let's do it, baby. What do you want to know? I don't know how I... Ha do I have to subscribe? I mean, nobody has to. Well, I come would on. Like, Can I, would I like go to the too. bathroom? I don't know. Yeah, Can you? I would... I would... <laughs> I would like you to. Well, I'm like would... in, but I don't know how. You're. What do you mean you're in? Like, I do put... I have to tell you how the internet works? I yes. Understand. What are you asking? Okay. So, it's, yes, it is should, a subscription should... service. It is a subscription service. I get it through that. something. Probably like uh, Trail Forks have... or Gaia or I don't know who's have... all in the conglomerate. I have something yeah, that gets me outside there. TV. If you're an Icon Pass user, you get an Outside Plus subscription. I am. Oh my there, god. There you go. Booyah. All of these there things get me this? Yeah. All the things. It's basically free. Twelve hundred dollars. Yeah. Yeah. For your icon. Mm -hmm. Basically free internet. Yeah. Dot com. 
freeinternet.com. Freeinternet.com. So if you are an Outside Plus subscriber, you get a lot of things. You get all sorts of subscriptions to all of the magazines under the Outside Umbrella. You also get a subscription to Outside Watch. And on Outside Watch, you can enjoy this sweet, sweet voice and this sweet, sweet face, me, Patty O'Connell, in a new television show called Patio Sucks At. That's my hard sell. How was that? Did I do good? So this is the first time in your life you didn't have imposter syndrome. Uh, no, I don't think I've. <laughs> your job was to suck at things. Yes, that's I'm a professional uh, crappy athlete. That's, how does this come about? Do you pitch uh, this? Do they pitch? Uh, you? Yeah, I mean, it kind of it, it, a little bit of both. It kind of came organically. Uh, you know, I think I've been an adult beginner uh at many things uh you know like i didn't start skiing till i was 23 um and i went on a three-day um ski trip to telluride and then i moved there because i fell in love with it changed the course of my life um and and in that time in my 20s i just tried a bunch of different sports i found what i really liked you know skiing um a little bit of you know trail running um and uh biking and uh um you know, when I got into media in the outdoor space, I continued to try new things and write about, you know, how great it is to be a beginner and also how terrible it is, you know, because you have to fight through that fear of looking stupid. You got to like fall down a lot. You know, there's a lot of like growing pains, um, but there's also a lot of like really hilarious things that happen. So I wrote a lot about that. One of the people that I was writing for was a guy named Micah Abrams, who has worked in media for a bajillion, bajillion years. He was one of the guys who started Freeze uh, way back in the day uh, and and now is in charge of um, video series at Outside. And Mike and I have worked together for a handful of years, and we've done a bunch of articles about me trying new things. As well, separately, I, I've done podcasts and other stories elsewhere about me trying new stuff. And when Micah was tasked with making new video series for Outside, he was like, what if we did this with you in front of the camera and you went out and tried new things? What would that look like? Are you interested? You want to do this? I was like, yeah, absolutely. Like, you know, I, I this is kind of part of my deal as just a human in life. And so that's how the show Patio Sucks At was born. And uh, yeah, the first uh, season just came out, five episodes. And I think it's funny. <laughs> you know? I mean, I don't, listen, I'm a little biased, but I think it's funny. I think it's fun. Uh, and uh, yeah, hopefully, you know, people get something from it. So I caught two of the episodes. Yeah, uh, two. the first two are free. And then the third, uh, fourth, and fifth require an outside plus. Oh, I didn't. I did not know that. I just, yes. um, I had the climbing one on, but I had missed it because I was yeah. like doing shit. And then I tried to. This is me. This is my knock on outside plus. I tried to start it yeah. over. There's no yeah. restart thing. I was like, fuck it. I'll just watch the second one. So I watched okay. burrow racing and yeah. uh, fly fishing. Yeah, I thought they were entertaining. I guess I came like I don't know what I was expecting, right? Like Okay. All right. The show's called like I know you kind of like via the internet. Yeah. So like I kind of have a feel, but if I just read the title Patio yeah. Sucks at, I'm like, okay, I'm I'll click, like I'll bite. Yeah. And then Burrow Racing, which yeah. one I have to get like educated on this thing. Yeah. But then I'm like, 
who's good at this? Like, it, is this a thing? It's a thing in Colorado. There's a lot of people, like Amber, the expert who I spent three days with, is a world champion. But world champion of one state in the entire planet. No, man, they. this is a thing that happens in places. People run with donkeys. People it's, run with donkeys. Yeah, you guys know the Pursuit Podcast is proudly presented by our friends over at Fisher, fishersports.com. Here's what I'm loving. I'm loving the Ranger 102. It's the all-mountain master of any terrain. I could give you buzzwords like titanol and, I don't know, sidewall. I don't know if that's a buzzword. But, you know, I don't really need to. The ski is good. 102 underfoot. Free ski rocker, flex cut, sandwich sidewall construction, shape TI. What does all that mean? It means there's engineers over at Fisher that know what they're doing. They take the time, they listen to their athletes, and they make insanely great skis. Ranger Tune is my is my everyday quiver killer. I'm talking boilerplate, groomers, four inches of pow on that East Coast groomer. Pair it with the Fisher RC4 Boa Boot. You know, now if only I had the software to run all this hardware. If you haven't tried a Boa Boot on yet, I'm telling you, go to your local dealer, ask for the Fisher RC4 in Boa, get it on your foot. I can tell you all about it. We can make memes, but until you get this thing on your foot, you'll truly understand what I'm talking about. The wrap, the feel. Again, not for everyone, but try it. And they've got an embuckle option, so come on. The Fisher RC4 paired with that Ranger 102. I'm hoping we get some snow. I can rip that Ranger 108, my personal favorite in the line. But what I'm saying here is support brands that support podcasts, shows, things you like. And our friends over at Fisher are doing just that. They're my title sponsor. They love us at the Auto Collective, and we love them and everything they do. If you see me on the hill and you want to give it a rip and you've got the same boot sole, let me know. I've got the 102. I've got the Transalp CTI. I've got them all. And you can ski them. Fishersports.com. Head to your local dealer. Ask for some Fisher Ranger 102s and some RC4s. Tell them I sent you. And while we're talking about just like brands we love and love working with and people we dig, Rumple. Rumple.com. That everywhere, Matt. You know, I'm using the Mini and the Prius because it's a smaller rig. Pull it down. Waterproof membrane, people. So when the parking lot's a mess, you put it down, you can get down to your socks, and you don't have wet feet. If you're chilly, you're hanging out, get yourself the poncho. You know, the original puffy poncho made from all those techie materials you know and love and all of your techie brands. They're bringing it to blankets, their puffer pillows, their ponchos they've got it all at rumple.com i might even have a little code for you in the show notes peep it they've got it all guys i just i you know a rumple blanket something i never knew that i needed till i had one and now i can't live without it they've got cool artist collabs check them out rumple.com how do you come yeah. up with the ideas because you did so, climbing, burrow racing, fly fishing, uh, yeah. orienteering, and kayaking, just for everyone yeah. listening. Yeah. Uh, so 
basically with the production crew, we all sat down and threw out, um, you know, different sports that I either I had no experience with. So they were like new to me sports or had always wanted to do, but was intimidated to do. Like I've got a little bit of experience with fly fishing, but I totally suck ass at it. Uh, and I've always wanted to do it since I was a little kid and TBS constantly played a river runs through it, you know, and you're like, oh, look at like backlit, handsome, young Brad Pitt. Of course, I want to go fly fishing. You know? <laughs> this will like, help me, too. Yeah, don't, I can get a square jaw and a cool blonde quaff if I go fly quaff. fishing, uh, you know, and so it was, you know, like kayaking is a thing. Like I'd, I've been buying probably every single river vessel that there is except kayak because it's really scary. You know, <laughs> it's terrifying. I've always wanted to try it, um, but I just like never had the, um, you know, kind of like gumption to ask for help to do it. Right. And so um, that's kind of how the the sports or the activities got thrown out. Um, and, uh, you know, it was like, you know, will this be entertaining? Will I have a significant challenge? Um, and will I have to work through, you know, kind of that mental, emotional, like, uh, they're all going to laugh at you <laughs> moments that you go through as a beginner. Uh, and then also, you know, on that day three challenge, right. I try to go from zero to hero in, in three days. And on that day three challenge, when I'm kind of set out on my own, you know, is this something that I'll be able to like either pull off or get close enough that it's going to be entertaining and, you know, fulfilling for, you know, an audience to watch is kind of the bar that we set for ourselves. Were there any, what, go ahead. Did, did you enjoy him? Did you like it? <laughs> yeah, I laughed. I just like, Boom, I don't know, but like it could be a YouTube video of patio runs with donkey for 60 minutes. I'd be like, this yeah. is, from, this is gold. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> like, like who's walking who was really my question the whole time. Uh, in, in like, I'm still not sure, honestly, in, in Burrow. I mean, I, Probably the 800 pound donkey, you know, to be honest. Right. <laughs> They're in charge. Are, they're, those things are intimidating. I Thick. was kind of annoyed. This Thick is bullets. my, this is my honest. Okay. You caught a fish yeah. and I was like, you're a grown man, dude. You've yeah. caught a fish before. No, not as a grown man. I, I, well, <laughs> I went to, so that one was great because, um, you know, uh, last January Orvis, the, uh, outfitter, the outdoor gear, uh, you know, an apparel outfitter got a hold of me and said, Hey, if we sent you fly fishing gear and said, grab your passport, would you go to the airport? Not knowing where you're going to go. And I was like, yeah, absolutely. Sure. You do know though, however, that I have never fly fit. Like I fly farshed yeah. like three times with my wife and all three times I've stormed off because I hate it. I hate being bad, <laughs> you know, and stuff. which and is shocking great. at this yeah. adulthood Cause like fly fishing is so hard, dude. It's I'm so more shocked difficult. that you're shocked when you're bad at things. Yeah. You'd think I would have <laughs> like enough of like, you know, kind of data in the old like filing cabinet of life to be like, yeah, dude, you can't just pick up a brand new sport. <laughs> like it's a baseball and throw a strike. Like fly fishing not. is extremely hard. Well, and the, here's the thing is that like a lot of my life out in the mountains, I've been just because I'm like a large dude, athletic guy, like I've been able to like muscle my way through making mistakes, you know, in skiing and biking, running, right? Running is a perfect, endurance running is a perfect example. You can just go out with a pair of shoes and just, I'll be more stubborn than the pain is painful. And with fly fishing, it's all this like finesse and technique. And like, you can't muscle it. The more you muscle, the worse you get. 
And so this trip, I ended up with Orvis like going to Belize and it took me three and a half days to catch a fish. And yeah, dude, it was the last, like literally in the last hour of the trip, like before we were like going back to this lodge, I thought I was going to get skunked. And that was a great like beginner beatdown podcast, which helped kind of like seed the idea for patio sucks at and in fly fishing legitimately i thought i was going to show up and get skunked again but because austin campbell the guide we use is one so upsettingly handsome and two so very very good at his job he put me on fish and i even though i'm a very junky crappy fly fisher like i was able to catch some fish yeah they stocked the stream the day before you got there Oh, dude, they were just tying. Yeah. But what you don't see on is them just tying fish fillets that they bought at the market. And yeah. then we just like CGI'd some flippity flops, some flippity flops and emotion. And then there you go. Yeah. What is there a sport that you had pitched that your bum didn't get picked up? Uh, well, we originally we ran. We kind of ran out of time in production. Um, we were going to do surfing. Oh, um, so and, and we couldn't schedule it like quick enough and have the enough time for post-production for it to come out when it needed to come out. So, uh, that didn't happen in season one, but it's going to happen probably in season two. Dang. So I'm super, because I have been obsessed, obsessed with surf culture since I was like a very small child. I mean, one of my dogs, I named him Bodie after Swayze's character from Point Break, from Point the greatest Break most lovely dynamic surf cop drama ever <laughs> of all time of all time ever uh and and so yeah like growing up in the midwest right like as a pool rat in the summer um you know i just loved surf culture and i've surfed one time for like an hour on the oregon coast and absolutely got worked could not uh pick up my arms and i'm pretty sure that like the they put me on basically like a Boston whaler, like a small <laughs> unsinkable boat. craft. Yes. Because like they were looked at me and were just like, Oh my God. Like, you know, you're six, five, 250 pounds. Like we don't make a surf. We're going to need two surfboards for you. Yeah. So they, yeah. So I would love for that to happen in season two. Cause I think it would just be like, I mean, awesome to try to figure out how to, you know, be successful in that in three days. Because it's really hard, but I really want to do it. Surfing is one of the hardest things to master, I think. Oh, sure. Yeah. Well, it's never yeah. the same. Like skiing, you can go down the same trail if it's been yeah. groomed. And like you got, right. you have like, like the ocean is never the same. Right. Right. And there's also things in there that want to eat you. And we don't even know half of them. No. Like. I know. the What is it? The, uh, the, what, what's the trench? The trench in the middle of the ocean that's like I don't five know. miles deep. There's, there's like there's megalodons like in there. In the, yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah. We just send Jason Statham like every yeah. other month to just stab it and like keep yeah. it at bay. Mariana Trench, right? Yeah. I have no idea. Yeah. I know yeah. what you're talking about, but. Uh, Marinara. Marinara. No, that's trench. what you put with pizza logs. Oh, my. I'm sorry. Marinara sauce. <laughs> Marinara sauce. Yeah. So if. Okay, say we had five episodes, and yeah. the show is called Patty is Good At. Patty what, is Good At. What would those five things be? Uh, getting olive oil down from the top shelf, uh, bumping into door jams, uh, even though 
I, you know, live in this house and should know, like <laughs> should have enough spatial awareness, growing a bitch and mustache, um, uh, making people laugh and, uh, just absolutely murdering, murdering, not murdering, but like humans, but murdering wedding reception dance floors. <laughs> I would battle you on that. I, the mustache don't, i don't think i have it but if we ended up I, at a wedding it would be not good for anybody well what i would you know no because that cake would get eaten before the actual like 100 ceremony went down uh but what i would rather have than you and i like dance fighting each other would be like all of a sudden it's like we're doing like the kid and play uh <laughs> like dance together and people are then they like lift us up like yes. rudy Yes. Ceremoniously. And yes. Yes. Yeah. It's I'm, but I'm one or the other at weddings. I'm either a wallflower or you can't get me off the dance floor. It just depends. Oh, I'm a sweaty, sweaty mess. Like I usually have to like pack my suit in like a hefty bag after a wedding because I just, I just go, I give it my all on the dance floor. I just give it all. I let it Same. all there, coach. But there's other ones I go to. I'm like, no, I can't turn it. If I turn it on, I can't turn it off. And I can't just go out there for like, we are family and then not stay out there right. for the rest. No, see, that's the thing. You got to wait until like a jam, like, like if, uh, like I want to dance with somebody, like if Whitney starts coming on the, the, you know, the boom box, then you're, it's done. Yeah. Then it's done, but you can't, no, you it, can't just go on the, tw like uh twist and shout again. Like, yeah, I'm, I'm all or nothing. And I think it's because I photograph right. weddings for so long that I'm like, you got to just stay off. You can't get on there unless you're going to yeah. close it. Yeah. If I open the dance I floor, it. I close it. it. I get it. I get it. I think you should do an episode that's just life. Like Patty <laughs> sucks at and then just have it be life and you like go to the bank and like yeah. just fumble and be like, oh. Yeah. I can't figure out how to deposit stuff <laughs> yeah. or like uh you know, honestly, that that would be probably pretty entertaining. Like I, you know, like I can't I'm so bad at directions. Like I still like my wife will be like, Oh, we're gonna go to so and so trail and I'll be like, Yeah, where is that? Just, we do this every other day. Like every day. Is, we live here. I'm like, I've never heard of this before. I yeah. have probably. No yeah. Idea. Or just like the normal, yeah. Normal adult stuff that I'm just like terrible at. Yeah. I don't know how entertaining that would be for other people, but I think it would be funny. I think it would be entertaining for people. Oh, thanks, man. I, I mean, maybe it'd be like watching the rehearsal live. You ever seen the show, <laughs> the rehearsal? No, it's on HBO. It's a, you need a subscription, I think to watch it, but they like, it's some comedian, we lost everybody now. It's some comedian <laughs> and they're like, you go to him. Like I have a problem. I go to a trivia yeah. night every Wednesday and yeah. uh, I've been looking up the answers for five years and I'm scared to tell my trivia partners. Oh, so then he sets up a fake bar with the scenario and rehearses it over and over and over again. And really? then at the end of the show, they go and they, this is a thing. It's, it is gold. Oh, I got it. I got to check this out. Like it is so, I, I, don't, I don't know. That's the show. That's the, it's called the rehearsal. They were like, so, rehearse yeah, you're like things. cosplaying like hard conversations, but he like recreates the actual bar and like the yeah. whole thing and has, really? yeah. And has the budget of this place. It, it's HBO. It's endless oh, HBO yeah. max, whoever else yeah, yeah. they bought. It's all one yeah. conglomerate now, Okay, but it is, okay so bad and so good and like the the actors 
like run into the people they're playing so they can like get their mannerisms. Like, oh, Becky works at a coffee shop. So they like go to the coffee go shop. Go to the coffee shop. And like, how talk. long is each, is each episode? An, an hour. hour. Yeah. It's, oh my God. It is like, <laughs> oh my God. All right. We've got a brand new sponsor. And I know there's some stigma against it. And I'm going to nip it in the butt right now. Our brand new sponsor is Snowgo. It's the fastest growing winter sport in North America. And before you chirp or talk trash, go rent a Snowgo. This thing is so much fun. Mountain domination for everyone. That's what we've been talking about this whole time, guys. I'm not saying stop skiing or stop snowboarding. I'm saying go have fun with your friends who maybe haven't gone skiing or snowboarding or don't know how to or can't. Snowgo bikes allow anyone at any age to enjoy the mountain slopes within minutes without taking a lesson. It is so much fun. I can't hammer that home enough. I'm just telling you, you can trust me. You don't have to trust me. Try it for yourself. If you like riding bikes, you're going to love snow going. Snow, S-N-O dash go dot U-S. These things are available all over North America. I suggest renting them first. And I'm telling you, bachelor parties, bachelorettes, try it. You're going to have a blast. I did this at Mountain Creek last year, a couple years ago. I had so much fun. Jabber and I went out. We ripped it up. We were doing carves. We were hitting jumps. This thing is so much fun. And if you don't remember what life's about, it's about having fun. So ditch your stigma, go call your friends, drop your ego, have some fun, ride a snowgo. Snowgo-US. Oh, wait, whoa, 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 whoa. Snow. Sorry, there's no dash US. I don't know what I'm saying. I'm trying to read, folks. That's always hard. S-N-O-Go.US. So much fun. Try it out and let me know what you think because I'm interested. I bet you... You will have fun. It is amazing, but I would I would have loved to hear that like pitch meeting. I oh, got this idea for a show. He's got a new show too now. I I don't know. It's, he's killing it. Um, I want to talk about this faction movie. Okay. Abstract. Let's do it. Yeah. You wrote the script. Mm-hmm. I watched it. I was doing other yeah. things. You don't narrate it. No, I do not. Which I was shocked at. Because you have a great narration voice. Oh, well, thank you. How do you write a script for a ski film? Um, I mean, script writing 101 stuff. Basically, you start with the concept and then kind of, you know, build out like scenes from there. And, and with this, you know, like Faction came to me and, you know, said like, hey, we've got this idea of making a film uh you know around like the question is skiing art and we want it to be funny and not like kind of um self-aggrandizing or like too serious and i was like this is great love it so we went through like a bunch of you know um you know kind of script options kind of like skeleton script of like here's kind of like you know you know, what are like, what are your locations? Okay. Like, here's what I'm thinking in each one of these locations. And then you kind of build from there and there. And, and for this, you know, cause I knew that, um, 
I was not going to be narrating this. So I had to come up with a character. And so the character was this kind of like professorial David Attenborough, um, you know, kind of like snooty, um, like documentarian almost of like, of like, I've never even heard of skiing and like, who are these people? And they really think it's art. Ha 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 ha. And then slowly but surely over the course of the film, the narrator sees what they're doing is artistic in its own right. Uh, and, uh, spoiler alert, you know, spoiler alert. Uh, and, and, you know, like faction skiers, the, the people that they have on their team are just outrageously talented. So it really kind of made the conceit of the script work really well because you watch, you know, these gals and guys do their thing. And you're just like, this is so good. And it was also really funny to like work in jokes because most of their skiers are actually like really funny and everybody, um, you know, behind, uh, you know, the making of the film was actually like a very funny human as well. So that was just a super fun experience. Another thing where I just, I, you know, I think we made a good thing and I hope people like it, you know? Yeah. I think it was refreshing again. I, Oh, thanks man. I, you know how it is. And I'm like, yeah. but I don't have the time to just like sit and watch every single thing, but I try to yeah. do my due There's diligence and like, yeah. at least have it on and pay attention, but like writing something or trolling Instagram or sure. what, you know, the things that humans do. Yeah. But it, it was from what I caught of it. I was like, this is a neat concept. I like this idea. Cool. Thank you, man. But I was, I appreciate that. I was shocked that you didn't MC it, that you didn't narrate it. Well, we I we wanted a um we wanted like an English voice and I can pretend to have an English accent, but why not just get someone with like kind of like that darp or I'm sorry, that kind of like um deep and almost like, you know, guttural um English voice that has a little bit of accessibility but it also is like kind of a little snooty you know and this guy Bo uh that the faction team found um was perfect and literally sounded like the voice in my head when I was writing it right to write the narration I was like thinking of this character how they would look and where they were from and you know the patches on their like tweed jacket and like you know um the how they would hold their pipe when they were like pointing at things or how they would you know take um uh their like thick rim tortoise shell glasses down to the bridge of their nose or take them off and like you know bite on the little like uh you know part of the glasses and like be just like a snooty kind of english jerk <laughs> almost you know and so um I really appreciate your uh, wonderful compliments on the molasses tones of my voice. Uh, but you know, with, with this thing, it was just like, it didn't, um, it didn't make sense for me to like put on my, you know, um, college drama class, uh, you know, like English <laughs> accent. To try to figure Did you take out drama class that. in college? Oh yeah, man. Were oh, you yeah. in any musicals or plays? No musicals, but I was in some, uh, yeah, some like student directed, um, what was your plays. biggest role? Um, I don't even, I don't honestly, dude, I don't remember. I was in some student directed stuff. So they would like, you know, if you were on like the, like acting or directing path in the like drama school, um, your like final project was to like 
write a play and then put it on. And at one point I played like the devil in one. I had like my hair slicked back and like a suit on or something. And it was like, um, yeah, I'm going to find this. Yeah. There's a VH. I don't think it's, I do. I think this is before so long ago is before, uh, video recording was available we had vhs dude <laughs> you're not so, that old yeah i that's i know uh so yeah that yeah some like you know high school i in high school my senior year of high school i quit football and i was in a play uh that was uh the written by martin mcdonough you know who has gone you know he wrote in bruges and um uh the banshees of Inishmara. you know dude, he was also, i don't like, know really one thing you've playwright. just said really yeah you, the Banshees of Inishmara, the the like film with uh, uh, Colin Farrell that just like you know two years ago won a bunch of awards or a year ago or something. Dude, my last yeah, Colin Farrell a, film was like Dread the Remake or whatever <laughs> shitty Miami Vice three. That one's Dread is well, that's what uh, Carl Urban. Uh, that one's great. But anyways, yeah, I played in in high school instead of doing football. I played this guy named Babby Bobby in a play and. Uh, I, I beat up and kill a small uh, crippled child <laughs> Wow! with, with his own, with his own cane. Spoiler alert. Yeah. Martin McDonough, Irish playwright, hardcore, dark humor. Damn. I don't just, see any humor in that. Dark. Well, the rest of the play is very funny. <laughs> what was his name? Uh, my, my character's name was Babby Bobby. You look like a Babby Bobby. Ah, thanks, man. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know where to go from here. I have no, I didn't have I, this on my. We're start, we started talking about faction and now I'm talking about high school drama. I mean. Kind of one in the same, honestly. This is great. <laughs> this is high school drama class, <clears throat> faction skis. Yeah. One in the same. Do you enjoy what? Let me ask you this. Do you. Yeah. You do, you kind of fall across all mediums. Like you are mm. talent, like mm. on one side of the camera, you are yeah. a writer, yeah, a journalist, we can mm. say. Mm. Uh, you are, c- clearly are writing scripts now, which I think you've done some of that in the past. Yeah. But like, where yeah. do you want to fall? I'm all of those places. You know, I, um, I, when I first got into the uh, media, right, I was I was working for the house.com, the house board shop back in the day. Um, and um, and then from there, I went to freelance for a few months and then I or about a year. And then I went to skiing magazine, which was at the time based in, in Boulder, uh, RIP skiing magazine. And I loved working in in house uh, for a magazine. It was super fun. Um, the thing that I didn't love about it was that, you know, you could come up with an idea and then it would have to get shelved because, um, you know, uh, it's, oh, we did something similar two years ago or something. It has to be like another year or two before, you know, we do this idea. And because my brain (laughs) is so much like a, you know, like 12 squirrels running around all the time. Um, you know, I, I see something and I notice something and maybe, you know, that sparks an idea about some type of story. And it's like, well, do I hear this? Do I see it? Am I reading this? Am I all of those things? You know, and so in terms of like what I want to do, like I want to do all these things. I want to continue to write. I want to continue to interview people. 
because I'm just a curious human being. I want to continue to be in front of the camera. I want to continue to be in front of the microphone behind those things on the production team. Uh, I think that way, like I just get to do a lot of fun, creative things. Uh, and I don't like have to, you know, define my creative work in one area. I think to me, that sounds like too much of a limiting factor. I want to do all of the things. And so far it's worked out. Maybe I'll have to, um, you know, get a little like, uh, put a little more like boundaries around that. But in terms of just like the business of creativity, that has been really fun, you know, cause it's not, it's like, okay, maybe this thing doesn't work for this company, but it's going to work for this company. And, and maybe it, you know, I pitched it originally as a podcast or as a film, but this actually should be an article. Or, you know, this should be some type of, you know, like multi-platform uh, story or something like that. It's like, I, I don't know. It's like, I get, you've got to be a similar way, right? It's just like, I have like fireworks going off in my brain all the time. And I just need a couple different places to put that. Yeah, I think I'm a couple years behind you as far mm -hmm. as like opportunities, if that mm -hmm. makes sense. And like, you yeah, know, you got to sure. make your own opportunities and blah, blah, yeah, blah, yeah. blah, blah. But um, yeah, I think I can relate. Like I, there's a lot of things I would love to do like professionally using yeah. quotes, whatever yeah. that means. And, yeah, you know, and you not to, I, I've kind of buttered your bread per se on this episode. I know this I is great. This don't is the do. best. Oh God, um, butter me up like a biscuit. <laughs> but you've done a really good job of like, I'm funny. And I'm, I'm self-deprecating and I can do all these things, but you've also done a really good job having very serious, very real conversations, which yeah. is admirable. I think that, I think you can do both. And I think I, you've done a good job bridging that gap. Well, thank you. And I, again, like, I just think it would be boring to do or be one thing. And I'm not one thing as a human, right? Like who I am professionally is very much who I am personally, you know, like I'm a curious person. I ask why or how, like all the time in my, like, you know, personal life, which has led me, I would say like to, uh, you know, a, a, a fun level of like creative opportunity you know, just like professionally of just saying, oh, I just want to know more about that thing, you know, and I think that like, you know, um, poignancy is best served on the platter of humor. So even in the serious things that I've written, whether it's about, you know, like active alcoholism and drug addiction in my 20s, like being a ski bum in Telluride. Um, I'm still going to find a way to inject some type of humor there. Um and, uh, you know, because humor is really healing. It's really community building. Um, you know, it's just the way I show up to life, you know, as like we were talking earlier, it's like, I want to be enthusiastic. I also like look at life through the lens of humor all the time. Um, and so I, I, like, again, right. Like I care about a lot of shit. So <laughs> like, I'm going to want to cover that stuff professionally, like, as much as I can, like, you know, I want to talk about why it's so goofy that we go into a ski shop and all of us are going to pick up a ski and bend it. Right. Like it does something that is hilarious to it me. Does everybody do does that. And everybody who walks into a ski shop also is like, I need to fit like subconsciously somewhere is like, I need to figure out 
how to inject into the conversation to the cool ski shop guys that like I wear Kinko's gloves that I bought at the garage or, you know, the garage sale or the co-op or the gas station. And I'm a loke dog. So they know that I'm not like a tourist coming in here because that wouldn't be cool. And I want them to think that I'm cool. That's hilarious to me. I'm also like going to talk about how the, you know, there's a suicide epidemic happening in the Mountain West and we need to do something about it, right? Eight out of the 10 states in the Mountain West have the highest suicide rates per capita in America. That is fucked and we need to do something about it. So all of these things are important to me. You know, our culture and our community in the outdoors is important to me and it can be better. It should be made fun of. Uh, it should be celebrated, you know, it could, it should be all of those things. And I think that, yeah, just personally and professionally, I want to do that in all the different avenues that I can. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know how you just correlated those two things, but I'm, that's, (laughs) there we go again. Like I, but I think, you know, I don't, it's a testament to who you are as a human and your past life and your current life. And what you had to go through and what you dealt yeah. with and what got you through. I think those are just, you know, it's, I assume as the years go by, it gets easier and easier to talk about. And like, I, yeah, I always have a hard time. I tiptoe around those things uh-huh. because I, I grew up, I'm straight edge. I never drank. Yeah. I never smoked. Yeah. I never, yeah. I can't relate. I don't know what it's yeah. like to wake up hungover. I don't. Right. So I'm like, I, tiptoe almost too much i'm like like you know what you did in your past and you know what you're doing now and that's rad me i'm like i didn't grow up like this perfect child by any means but when i speak to people about it i'm like people like you know what i mean i'm like yeah no well (laughs) well and i think that's i think that's one of the things that i try to do in those more serious um articles or podcasts or films that you know i'm a part of is that, yeah, maybe, you know, um, the challenge for everything when when you create something is to take something that is personal and unique and make it universal. But I think that, you know, when you're talking to, you know, folks about, um, you know, um, recovery or active alcoholism or mental health issues, like in the mountains, in our community, maybe you don't know, Adam X, like what it's like to be, you know, Uh, a drug addict in your twenties, whereas I do, but what we both know, what we both can share is like, we both understand sadness. We both understand grief. We both understand probably what it's like to, um, to wake up and, and to question your own self-worth. And that's like at the root of all these things. So it's like, how do I take this very unique and personalized individualized experience that I am having and make it universal so that someone outside of this like issue, big air quotes about outside of it, um, can understand it. And like, and that is when you turn up the empathy, you know, and like, that's the power of storytelling. When you, when you can grab somebody and say like, I don't know what that's like, but I can feel what you're feeling. It's like, dude, that's how, that's how you build community. That's, that's why I want to do any of this. Right. Yeah, no, I love that. That's I think you put it perfectly. Like I don't I don't know. I have an idea yeah. and I get what you're yeah. saying, but like it yeah. is very hard and this isn't a woe is me, but like 
Yeah. I never, I didn't struggle with those things. It was always yeah. an easy choice for me. So, right. Um, and I don't mean that in any way. I'm, I'm a pile of garbage on every aspect <laughs> of the scale. Like it doesn't like, maybe I should have a beer and like three less cheeseburgers. Like that might be a, a better trade, honestly, but it is, you know, I've always just love how you've kind of handled the issue. And it's, yeah. you know, I think in this world, and I think we are getting better at it. Yeah, uh, I think so. Having these conversations and like, you know, we're all just trying to fucking hold it together. <laughs> realistically. Yeah, and I, I think that, right, yeah, if you can't play up the empathy, maybe the, like the sympathy or the understanding, you know, it's like maybe I can't feel exactly what you're feeling, but I understand that you're feeling something and that's heavy and, you know, I get it, you know. Um, and, yeah, I think, you know, when it comes to like mental health conversations in the mountains, you know, I think in the last, you know, decade we've made huge shifts but we still need to do better you know and i think that's why like you know i'll never stop covering that yeah i think i mean i just knowing that other people feel the same just feels good yeah yeah <laughs> like in yeah. the simplest form like oh you feel like that sometimes too yeah okay cool that helps me feel better and caring is cool, man. Giving a shit is cool. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I agree. I mean, I agree.